to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, and intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Okay, so today we are going to hear Ambie's story. A long, long time ago, there was a, a long girl named Ambie. Decades ago. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, um, since I was five, I have been connecting to spirits, but obviously I didn't know because, well, I guess not obviously, but as a child, I didn't know this because I just thought um, it was something scary. Um, I remember, I remember very clearly being in a room by myself and feeling like there was somebody else in the room and I would bolt out of the room because I was just so terrified of what was happening. Um, And nobody else could feel this or understand what I was talking about. And that's what made it even worse. Yeah. And then um, I remember telling my mom that um, when I would stare at things, they would move. It would freak me out. Like I would stare at my Barbie dolls and their legs would start to move. Um, And I remember my mom telling me it's just your imagination. It's not real. Um, I remember my mom, God bless her. She was trying to do her best. And I don't know, you know, if I was in her situation, what I would have said to a child, but It really made me feel like I was just making this up. It was all in my head. Um, I was a little crazy. Um, So I kind of buried it down. Was in high school. I had a couple of instances where it was undeniable that I knew things that other people didn't know. And um, I wasn't really ready. I kept seeing how people died. So I associated that with, well, I must be bad something must be wrong with me because death is bad and I'm only seeing bad things. So, um, and I actually had one of my friends in high school, his aunt was a psychic and his aunt told him that I was evil and not to hang out with me anymore. So that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot to my ego. I was like, Oh my gosh, maybe I am evil. So, I mean, I don't want to kill puppies, but who knows? (laughs) So, (laughs) So then um, I kind of buried it down. And for me, when I drink alcohol, it turns off. It's like a light switch. Like I have no more sixth sense or whatever you want to call it. It, It's done. So I started drinking a lot in high school. I started um, smoking weed. I started hanging out with kids that I probably shouldn't have hung out with. And for a long time, it was gone. I didn't have any really any intuition um other than your your little voice that says go here go there and every now and then for the most part I would pretty much do the opposite of what my little voice said so sometimes I kind of jokingly say my guides are the most patient entities I've ever met (laughs) what I put them through is probably like oh my gosh so so then um fast forward to um my pregnancy with my son my my oldest son and it started coming back really hard and fast um partly probably because I wasn't drinking or doing anything and then partly because I felt like what kind of mother do I want to be what kind of person do I want to be at this point um and I was young when I had him I was only 20 when I had my son so it was, I kind of, um, I was still afraid of it, but I kind of just let it happen. Um, and then he, as a baby would start to, you know, um, talk to things that 
that weren't there. And so I thought, oh my God, he's going to get it. And I looked at it as more of a curse. And I remember people saying to me, um, your gifts are amazing. And I would say, I would think in my head, these aren't gifts. These, this is a curse. This yeah. is so horrible. Like, why would anybody want to watch people die? This is horrible. Or yeah. why would I want to know that you were raped before? I don't want to know that. <clears throat> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or like, I could just tell that, um, I remember when I was in high school, um, my mother and I were homeless for a period of time and we were staying with our friends. And I remember walking into the room where my mother was staying in and I felt like I wanted to kill myself. Oh my God. And I remember knowing that that was not my thought. That was her thought. Wow. I remember vividly thinking that's not my feeling. That's her feeling. And I stepped out of the room and I shut the door and it got easier. I still felt like that, but it wasn't as intense. And then I opened the door and I walked in and it was right back to where it was. Like, I just wanted to die. Wow. And so I went up to my mom and I was like, I am not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. I love you. I don't want, because I was angry at her, but I didn't want her to kill herself. Yeah. (laughs) So... I wasn't at the point where I could say, I forgive you for everything that's happened. It's okay with me that we're homeless. But I was at the point where I was like, please don't do anything crazy. So um, obviously she didn't. But then fast forward to my late 20s and I started to um, become okay with it. I started to figure out that I really didn't know what was happening because it wasn't so much that I could feel other people's emotions anymore. It was more or less now I can, I can um, still see spirits and still talk to spirits. Um, But I didn't know I could see like movies happening in front of me and I didn't know if it was had already happened or if it was going to happen or really what the situation was. And I went to, when I moved to Virginia from San Diego, uh, in San Diego, I knew no psychic people, no intuitive people. And in Virginia, I've met more intuitive people than I ever have in my whole life, which is so mind blowing to me. It's so funny. That is because the West coast you would think would be way more, um, prevalent with exactly. But no, Virginia, like like what? Yeah. In the East coast, it's like almost Pretty much almost every person I've ran into is like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? Like, what's well, maybe going that's, on? Well, maybe that's, like, a sign, like, that you were opening up to it. And, like, <laughs> the move was, like, a change in, like, your timelines. Like, you were, like, starting to open up to the people that were on the same wavelength. That could be. Yeah, that definitely could be. I mean, I remember um, there was a group of people I met actually before I got pregnant with my son and it was when I was living in Virginia and um we would play with like energy balls have you ever heard of this yeah yeah so yeah we would just sit around and like do stuff like this and I remember this is such a funny story I was dating one of the guys and (laughs) he was intuitive but he didn't tell me like how intuitive he was and um I cheated on him with someone while he was gone and this person was from New York and he had brown hair his name was Mike legitimately this guy that I'm dating called me the next day and was like I know you cheated on me with Mike from New York and just names him to a T and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry (laughs) so it was like there was no denying but it was crazy whoa yeah, because he, he said he had a dream about it. So Wow. That's wild. It was pretty crazy. And then we were in a different, like, um, I had gone to New York to visit friends in New York, and that's when I cheated on him. So it wasn't like he could have followed me. You know what I mean? It yeah. Was, it, was, it was crazy. See, that, just to interject quickly, that's something that, like, I think about that it's, like, as time goes on in, in on this earth, I feel like right now, like more and more and more people are going to become or becoming intuitive or like tapping into this. And like pretty soon, like there's not going to be secrets like able to be kept. It's not. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to think about. But OK. So anyway, it is. I like that. You're, 
you're meeting yeah me too so you're meeting all these intuitive people I'm meeting all these intuitive people and um my ex-husband tells me that he could see ghosts too um this was something like that he grew up doing now he denies it but at the time he was like yeah I could do it too blah blah blah. um but it's kind of this situation where um negativity catches like wildfire you know what I mean yep so it was the group of people that I was hanging out with at the time that we were like playing with energy balls and doing stuff like this. I remember one person in particular started to like mess around with like negative entities, like started Mm. to threaten people. Like if you mess with me, I'm essentially going to destroy your life. And that's what I mean Mm -hmm. by negative entities, like just being malicious and trying to like harm other people. Yeah. Because I remember Go ahead. Because you, because just like there are positive entities, like Mm -hmm. there are guides and angels and all of these things, there are also like everything that you can conceive of exists, right? So if you're, you can be intuitive and call in like some, some lower, lower vibe entities, which is, which is like a whole other topic, but just, just to clarify, I think that's like just something to specify, but go ahead. So yeah, 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 people are playing around with that. Yeah, so people were playing around with that, and it freaked me out. It scared the crap out of me. Um, and my ex-husband was like, oh, there's a negative energy around you, or there's not a negative energy, but there was a negative spirit, is what he said. Right. Like, um, talking about a dead person, right, in my house, and X, Y, and Z, and all of this stuff. And it scared me so bad that I just shut down again for probably another nine years I was wow. just didn't want to talk to anybody about it didn't want to mess with it didn't want to deal with it I didn't speak to any of those people anymore um through other situations I ended up getting a divorce so it was like I was just done with everything um and then fast forward um so again obviously I started drinking again yeah so fast forward, I um, meet the person that I'm married to now, my husband, and um, I get pregnant. And again, I'm not drinking, and I just have all of these things going on with me. And he's like, I really think that you should embrace this. I don't think that you should be afraid of it. Like, this is a gift. This is a, mm-hmm. a really powerful gift. And he, ironically, does not actually believe any of this, which is so funny that he told me this. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he, so. Like I he doesn't to, believe in spirits or doesn't believe that you talk to them or. No, you- he does. He does believe that I talk to them. Um, but at this time, he was kind of like, it still weirded him out. It was still like, ooh, I don't know about this world. I don't right. know about because it is kind of like a whole different world. Totally. So, totally. I do also think, just chiming in for a second, I do also think I'm noticing that, like, it is way easier for women to embrace this a lot of the time than men because mm-hmm. there's just a whole different set of thinking for men. It's, like, a lot more about logic and proof and evidence. And I'm not saying every man. I'm not trying to put everyone in a box. But I've just noticed that a lot. Like, a lot of men are kind of a lot more he- – I think they want to. Yeah, they want to believe, but it's kind of been sold to them as like fiction and fantasy and and all that. So anyway, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I started to embrace it, and I started to um. There's a not a museum, but it's the Edgar Casey Center down here, and um, Edgar Casey was one of the first um psychics, and he was very very good. Um, very good at describing what would happen next, very good at being a medical intuitive before that was actually a thing. Um, so there's also a store here called the heritage and it had like all of these like crystals and like weird stuff. And (laughs) I would literally just go in the store and sit in there for hours, just doing nothing, just being in this energy because I loved it. So this interesting thing happened to me. I went to go see a psychic and I'm talking to him and he goes, uh, I said, I don't know. I don't want to be afraid of it anymore, but I don't know what to do. And he says, um, he describes to me like a, uh, how a past life, I was a child that could 
the energies and what they do with um, children, like this is um, Native American time frame, okay? Like, yes, way, way back when. And what they do is they take those children and they put them in a dark cave. And the one child that makes it out of the cave that's not too afraid to stay in the cave is the going to be raised into the um, medicine woman or, or medicine doctor, whatever the case may be in that in that tribe, right? Right. So that really didn't give me a lot of comfort because it was like, that's great, but how is that going to help my life now? Like, I'm still, yeah. I still need to like sleep with the TV on and I can't like be in a room by myself because it freaks me out. Like, that's not helpful to my life at this time. And so then he says, one day you're going to be able to see spirits. And that scared me to my bones because at the time I just knew they were there. I didn't actually see them. Oh, and and so I'm thinking that it was like sixth sense. Like, you're going to see how they died. You're going to see like they're going to be chasing you like zombies. Like, it's going to be terrifying. And I was like, oh, my God, I am not ready for this. And he said, no, it's not what you think. And he says, look into my eyes. And I looked into his eyes and the whole room went like disappeared in a second. It disappeared. Everything was white. His face had changed into a different face. And it was just this ball of energy now. And I was just like a moth to a flame. Like what is happening? But I wasn't afraid. I was more entranced in what is going on right now? Right. And he slammed his hand on the desk and he said, enough, come back. And I popped back into where we were. And he was like, you're going to be able to do that someday. And I was like, what was that? And he was like, you'll find out. And didn't tell me what it was. And still to this day, I don't know what it was. So I just thought, okay, that's pretty cool. Like that wasn't scary. That was pretty cool. If that's what the spirit world has in store, maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. So then I started um, finding someone. I had three people in a row tell me that I needed to find a mentor. I needed to find a teacher. And I thought, okay, well, this is clearly a sign that I need to find somebody. Right. So um, I found a shaman. And um, something that I've always been able to do I've had a couple people tell me it's a couple of different things, but I'll look at somebody in the eyes. Like if you meet me in real life, I won't really make eye contact with you. And it's a couple of reasons. It's because I can, I just know things about you that I don't necessarily um, should know. And that, and that's intimidating to a lot of people. And then also um, sometimes people's faces will morph to me. Mm. Has so, it been only since that day? Because you said that's what happened with that guy. Is, yeah, is no, that's been, I remember when I was a kid, I would look at people's faces and I would think your face doesn't make any sense. Like it's a Picasso <laughs> painting. Like your face. Wait, like it's a what? Picasso? Like a Picasso. Like, is that the one the, where it was like. Yeah, where everything's kind of like weirdly like, shaped and oversized. Yes, and, yeah. yes. And I would be like, your mouth should be up there and your nose should be down and your eyes are too small. And like, I remember, and it wasn't like, I wasn't like judging, like you need lip injections. It yeah. was literally like, it made no sense to me. Yeah. But I, I was. I was young and I didn't really understand why their faces didn't make sense to me. I just knew like "Mm, something's not right. And then even when I would look in the mirror, sometimes my face would change and I'd be like, holy shit. And I just walk away. (laughs) So (laughs) like, so it reminds um, me of being on a psychedelic and looking in the mirror. That's like what it sounds like to me when you're talking about these faces changing and stuff. It's like, that's what it feels like when you're on acid or shrooms and you look at someone's face and it starts (laughs) crawling all around and misshapen and stuff yeah okay. that's uh that, that was my life good stuff good stuff <laughs> on acid all the time well do, um, wait that's honestly sometimes I wonder that I'm like some I one time I I partook in acid and I um and I literally had this realization I was like wait a second we're not getting high we're getting we're just losing resistance right now this is what there was that experiment someone did, um, what's his name? Um, so Terrence McKenna, I think, did with someone where I gave this guy, this like huge, huge, huge dose of acid, this guru guy or this guy who was like super enlightened, supposedly. He gave him this like huge dose of acid and that should have like basically knocked someone out. 
and it didn't do a thing to the guy. And he mm. determined from that, that the guy, that, that enlightenment and being tuned into source and being tuned into the universe is essentially the same as, as when we're, we're, we're taking these psychedelics to, to remove our resistance. We're just perceiving more of what actually is. And I think, but it's like all at once, which is why it can sometimes be scary or go wrong. Right. And so it's like, I really do think about that. Like what you're saying, like, to me, that's kind of like even more support of what I've kind of come to believe about it. That like the more resistance we lose, the more access we have to everything that's shifting and morphing and doing all these like crazy psychedelic looking things. So it's just interesting. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because there are moments um, now more than ever before where it'll all be like, I imagine this is what this drug would be like. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. this is how I'm feeling right now. Like, this yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, so, sorry. So, go ahead. So, people's faces were shifting. So, people's faces were shifting. Um, so, I meet the shaman, and her face to me was like, I, I told her this, which is so rude now. I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with you? Um, basic, basic human skills, Ambi. And I would look at her face and it looked like a monster. Like it legit looked like a monster. And I was so uncomfortable in that room. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to leave. And she's like, why are you going to leave? And I was like, to be honest with you, I just, I keep looking at you and I can't look at you. And she's like, why? (laughs) And I'm like, I just keep seeing you as a monster. And she's like, maybe it's a reflection of how you feel about this. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, that got me. So I sat back down and I was like, maybe it is because it was kind of like all my fears were were boiling up. Like, yeah, everything that I was afraid of was coming to the surface in this moment. And I had every every inkling in me was like, just run away from this. Like, just Mm. keep hiding, girl. Keep hiding. But something else was like, no, I really want to discover what is behind this door. Mm. So I sat there and she was such a lovely woman. Um, She taught me a lot about like meditating and opening up and um, being able to protect my energy and closing down and like different things of that nature. And it was really good. And we worked together. She helped me for probably like six, six to nine months. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, you know, you're really more of a medium. You're not a shaman. I'm going to connect you with this medium I know because it's just different. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. So I started working with this medium and she taught me a lot. Uh, We worked together for almost a year, maybe a little less than a year. And um, she taught me a lot, but it was a lot of fear-based teaching, one, which I don't agree with. And then it was a lot of like... um, realizing that I I am a big believer in like being in your own power and a big believer in like embracing who you are but there's a line where you go from being in your own power to being boastful about yourself mm-hmm. you know what I mean and yeah that's kind of how I felt was happening here and she was she was older and I feel like I feel like shamans and mediums and medical intuitives and all of these people you put whatever label on it but I look at it the same way as women in corporate America that are in their like 50s or 60s they've had to be so tough and so strong for such a long time that that's who they are now Mm, and it's not bad or wrong but it's it is um a hardness about them because they've had to kind of prove who they are you know, definitely defend themselves and stand strong in, in, yeah, against popular opinion. Exactly. But because of those women and because of people that are not afraid to be who they are with mediumship or with, um, intuitiveness in general, um, back in the eighties and the seventies, when this was not accepted or even the nineties, is how we are here today saying, oh, no, this isn't freaky. This isn't weird. This is just a different um, aspect of our reality. Absolutely. So I'm eternally grateful for those people. And I'm very grateful for everything that she showed me, especially about myself. Um, go, what were you going to say? 
No, I was going to say, and so what happened with her? So she, um, essentially, she would teach me how to, um, she would teach me something different. So essentially, she would say that there are some people that need to open up and shut down, and you're not one of those people. You can kind of stay on all the time, um, which is, I do, like, feel some truth to that. And the reason they showed you that they're dying is, be or how they died is because it's kind of validation for the person you're reading for, which again, I, I understand that too. Like, it's not scary. Um, See, I have a question. Did you, have you started seeing spirit, actual spirits at this point? Yeah. So when actual, did you see well, your first spirit? Well, <clears throat> um, yes and no. Like sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Um, when I saw my first spirit, I actually did, it was my guide. Mm. And I did, um, this guided meditation with it's, it's not there anymore. I literally checked it yesterday, but it was Amanda Lynette Mater is her name. And she's um, a psychic medium. She's awesome. You should go check out her website. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, she's really good. She used to have her own podcast, but she doesn't anymore. And um, she started talking about it. And she went over like the different clairs and all of this. And there was a free meditation that you got to meet your spirit guide, right? So I figured, what the hell, I'm going to give it a shot. And this is before I was working with anybody. And it was just this ball of energy, just this ball of light. And it was so cool because it was, it was this, um, in the meditation, it says, give your, uh, let your, it was talking to the guide and it said, let your human know that um, you're in the room. And it felt like someone had touched my arm. Mm. And I went, oh my gosh. And then it said, um, now what sign, let your guide know what sign you want to have when they're nearby. And I said, I want you to physically touch me because that I'm a very physical person. Yeah. So I thought I can't ignore if somebody physically touches me. So in the beginning, it was, I could feel somebody touching my right arm, my right forearm specifically. Mm. So and cool. that's how I knew that the guides were there. And then I started going to, um, have you heard of fire breathing? Yes. So I started going to, there's this um, a, uh, meeting group. They go once a week and it's a oneness meditation, but they do fire breathing. And I had no idea what fire breathing was. I had no idea what oneness was. I just wanted to go because I wanted people that were weird like me. And I just wanted to meet new people. So I went and God bless them. They're all like 70 year old ladies. So <laughs> not someone I'm going to go like hang out with on the weekends, but they're so sweet. And I still go there. Um, I try to go at least once a month. That's awesome. But it's when... funny because I'm actually going to a breath work workshop tonight. And I like decided to go to that for like, because fire breathing is the same. It's breath work, right? Yeah. 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 So, okay, you, so cool. You breathe in and then you breathe out, but it's like a forceful out and it's very quick and fast. It's like, yeah, you're only breathing out and the breathing in happens automatically. Yeah. Is that right? So, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. And it's very, and then what you do is you picture like your chakra, you go through all the chakras, you picture your chakra, um, let's say you're doing your root chakra, and then you picture your crown chakra and you picture, um, light going from whatever chakra you're focusing on. So in this example, it'd be your root chakra going up to your crown chakra and up and out and up and up and down, up and down, up and down as you're breathing. Cool. And it's supposed to awaken your Kundalini. Um, so interestingly enough, the second, the first time I did it, um, like I just saw a bunch of stuff that I didn't really understand. Right. It was just a bunch of things that I was kind of like, what is happening? The second time I did it, I had this sensation through my whole body. I was, it, I was actually concerned I was having a seizure. Um, <laughs> my whole body was shaking. Um, it felt like I was actually rising out of my chair. My spine was killing me. Like my back had hurt so badly. And I was just shaking. I was just vibrating. And then when it wasn't shaking, it was vibrating. Mm. And then when the meditation was over, now this is, this whole process is an hour and a half. Yeah. So that happened probably in minute five. And oh my God. this had been going on for like an hour and a half. And it only occurred to me towards the end when you, when they stop like guiding you through the meditation and you just sit there quietly, 
that I was actually vibrating. It wasn't, it wasn't shaking. Mm. So you talk about it afterwards, like what processes came up for you, what, um, you know, what happy things came up for you, what sad things came up for you, whatever came up for you. And I was telling everybody, did anybody else vibrate? And they all looked at me and they said, this is your second time doing this. And I said, yeah. And they're like, and you were vibrating. And I was like, is that bad? Did I do something wrong? What happened? And they're like, no, you just don't have that experience. It took me two years to get that experience. Mm. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I messed up. Like there's something wrong with me again. <laughs> You're just more open than them. <laughs> so right? I guess, I don't know. So I came, I kept going because I liked it. It was just, um, you send energy around the room to each other um, through your heart chakra, which I really like. And then um, they send energy out to the world through their heart chakra, love and um, oneness. So I kept going because I really liked it. And through that, I met my ancestors, which was, that was amazing. Like that was probably the coolest thing. I was sobbing my eyes out, but it was so amazing. Like um, how they just came to you while you were fire breathing or? Say that again. Is it how, like they just came to you while you were fire breathing or? Yeah, they came to, so after you do, so you go through each chakra. Once you're done with the crown chakra, you sit there in meditation quietly for probably like 30 minutes. And the oneness blessers, they're called blessing givers. They go around and they give you a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. And as they're doing this, you're quietly meditating and all of this. Well, as that was happening, we were quietly meditating. I saw three people standing in front of me and it was, and again, this is in my mind's eye. This is not like a physical saw them. Um, I saw three people standing in front of me, two were men and one was a woman. And the woman looked like an Indian woman. And the other two men, I don't remember what they looked like, but I remember them hugging me. And I remember talking to them and telling them like, I don't know, like, I, I just knew that they were part of my lineage. Mm. And um, they were like, we're so um, happy that you're doing this. We're so happy that you're opening up. And they were just telling me how excited they were for me and how proud they were of me. And I was like, thank you so much. And I started crying because I started feeling like that unconditional love. Mm, yeah. And um, when <laughs> they say in the beginning of this, meditation, the oneness meditation that if somebody cries, laughs, burps, farts, whatever, you just let them do it. You just let them experience it. You don't try to console anybody. Yeah. So me sobbing in the middle of this meditation was actually like normal. It was, it was okay. Everybody was, yeah. everybody's okay with it. That's how it is in EFT too. It's like, yeah, you're just processing. Exactly. You're just processing and you're just, just let them go. Yeah. So, so, um, I kept doing that, um, and I remember this is really funny. Um, we were doing it at a different center that we had normally done it at, and there was a spirit there, and he was a guy, and he was just walking around. He was kind of like playing tricks on people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Like uh, he would tap people on the shoulder and then go to the other side so they couldn't see him, or <laughs> he was just like he was just being funny. Yeah, it's like and, a prankster. Yeah, and at the end of the meditation, one of the ladies there was like, "Do you guys?" Um, she didn't know how to approach it. Yeah, but she was like, "Is this uh?" We were in church. Is this church haunted? And I knew exactly what she was talking about when she asked that question. And everybody, the women that are leading it, were like, well, there are a lot of spirits that come and go. And I was like, no, his name is X, Y, and Z. He's just playing a joke on you. He doesn't mean anything hurtful. And she looked at me like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and like, because I said it Oh, that's just my friend, huh? Exactly. <laughs> He's just like He's that. He's here Sorry. with me. I brought him. Yeah. Um, but I said it so much a lot. And everybody there, now mind you, I've been going to this for six months at this time. Okay. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody that I, I was a medium or that I was intuitive. It was always like, hi, I'm Ambie. I work at a chiropractic center or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Nothing. So for me to casually be like, yeah, this is so-and-so, all of the ladies were like, what is happening? 
Um, so anyway, I started, um, there was a girl that went there too and she was, um, an intuitive and she was like phenomenal. I forget her, her name is Ashley Strong and Ashley, oh, I yeah, been she on- was, Positive she has head. been on the positive heads. She was the one that turned me on to positive heads, oh funny enough. Gosh. Okay, cool. So she, her and I went out for coffee and I was just asking her like all of these questions, like, do you have this happen to you? Do you have this happen to you? And she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's normal. And blah, 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 blah. And we never reconnected, but it was so nice to know, like, I'm, I'm normal. Yeah. I'm, yeah. This is normal behavior. So, so what has been happening up? A- you know, recently, I mean, you took us all the way up until, you know, how you kind of come to peace and actually embracing this, this gift, right? Um, How, you know, how has that been manifesting for you in, in the past six months? Where are you with it now? Like, what are you, what, what's happening with it? Um, so that's a good question. (laughs) Um, so essentially I, started giving, started doing readings again, which I think I said, um, and how that is manifesting is I'm doing classes again to try to really hone the skill, um, of connecting to the other side and being more aware of, um, what they're saying, because it is like charades. So it's, it's difficult in the aspect of, is this my thought or is this something they're trying to tell me, you know, mm. especially if I'm too close to the person, I try to put the pieces together myself and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is definitely what should happen. And that might not necessarily be what spirit's trying to tell me. Mm. Um, so it's just learning to be more of a funnel and not getting in the way of the message that's coming through. <clears throat> yeah. And learning to slow down, that's definitely something that I am working on because I'm the type of person that, oh my gosh, I want it done yesterday and I want it to be (laughs) perfect and I don't need to go through this lesson. I just want it done now. So, Mm. Yep, definitely. I think, I mean, we're we're all learning that to some degree, but yeah, absolutely. Like you're, um, you know, it's like cool. (laughs) Another another thing that's been cool or at least for me like watching you go through this experience where you're like you're embracing this again and you're you know um wanting to make this like a full-time thing is um and and what you just explained about like how it works it's like you've been teaching me kind of how it works and also I've and I don't know if you feel this way but this is how I feel it's like because because for yourself, I imagine it's so much harder to do, like, it's so much harder to read for yourself because like you just mentioned with people who you're close to, you're already in your head about that. So, you know, with yourself, it's like, must be kind of hard to read, like you read other people, but it's cool because with our connection, I, I literally feel like when I talk to you, like that, I, I feel like I am a channel for your own readings, if that makes like, because I don't feel that way with anyone else. Like with anyone else, I, I feel like I know, I, I feel like I want to give them advice and I have some advice to give, but I'm not necessarily like 100% sure that's, that's right for them or that, you know, it's like maybe mm, my opinion. Yeah. But when I talk to you, I literally have this belief and maybe that's what makes it true or that's what why it feels true that like, that I'm just like, a, I'm a good reflection for you. And the things that I'm inspired to say when I talk to you are things that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably something that she needs to hear, but that maybe she just can't hear for herself. You know, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I'm also the type of person that, like, I need to hear it, like, two or three times. Yeah. And also, I need to hear it, like, physically hear it, not just in my in my head or in my mind's eye, because a spirit literally has beaten me over the head with information. <laughs> And I'm still like, well, I don't get it. Like, can you explain that further? So I feel like I'm definitely the type of person that needs to hear it a couple times. Like, for example, when I said something like, I need some social media marketing. And you were like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I completely, but it wasn't happening quick enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And then it was literally like, just slow down. Everything will happen when it's supposed to happen. Just calm down. Yeah. So I was like, okay, good call. Good call. <laughs> but I also had, so um, interesting story. And this goes into just the type of person I am. Um, I had this weird thing where <clears throat> the last time I actually smoked weed I <laughs> had such a bad experience like oh my god I thought I was dying I thought my husband was an alien and he was gonna eat my brain and like it was such a terrible experience so then um after that it, this went on for 12 hours and it was very crazy it was there's a lot more detail yeah but I did it for the wrong reasons. I did it because I was like, oh, maybe it'll elevate me to a different place. And mm. it's not really something that I need. I need to meditate. I need to relax. I need to learn to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I personally did it for the wrong reasons. But it was the, at this moment, there was this man in my kitchen. And I'm explaining to my mom, like, my heart rate is too high because I know just enough medical information to think that I'm dying constantly. <laughs> so I go to my mother. I am high. And I go to my mother and I say, I need you to take me to the hospital. I'm going to have a stroke because my heart rate was too high. Yeah. And she's like, you just need to relax. And I was like, no, I don't need to relax. <laughs> like, I need to go to the hospital. And there is this guy next to her, like in obviously I had hallucinated this guy because it's three in the morning and this guy does not live in our house. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but was he a spirit? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, I think he was one of my spirit guides oh. and he was standing there next to my mom. And I remember my mom was like, you just have to relax into it. And I literally said, relax into death. <laughs> and he looked at me and he shook his head. Yes. Oh and my I gosh. Thought, That's terrifying. Right, well, I'm going to go die now. Yep. Uh, this is it for me. <laughs> so I literally, I'm so dramatic. I literally went upstairs. I like kissed all my kids goodbye. Like, oh my God. The last time I'm seeing you. And then, like, I go downstairs or I go back to my mom's room because my husband was asleep. I didn't want to wake him up. I'm not going to kiss him goodbye, clearly. <laughs> and I go to my mom's room and I tried to sleep. Now, mind you, I'm also throwing up every hour, which oh is gosh. not normal either. But anyway, I'm throwing up every hour. And as I'm throwing up, I'm hearing this guy say to me, is this how you want to live your life? Mm. Is this what you want to do? Is this what you want to end up like your sister and your brother? My brother and my sister are both addicts. Mm. And, and I'm saying, no, he's like, you don't need anything to get to this place. And I didn't understand what that meant. So I'm just crying. So finally, I stopped throwing up. And I'm in bed. And I'm just sitting there. And I hear his voice again. And he said, did you learn your lesson? And I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And he said, then your journey is over. And I woke up. And I felt fine. Like nothing had happened. And wow. it was 22 in the afternoon. Wow. That's, it was that's crazy because crazy because two is a two is it represents like cooperation or like collab like cooperation I think something like that oh I didn't know that yeah so that's it's cool. like you have cooperated yeah but like it that needs to beat me over the head with oh <laughs> that was why you told the story yeah yeah I definitely don't understand it well, so ever since then I've had this only on my right ear and I've been to an ENT I've been to a primary I've been We've done um, MRIs, x-rays. There is nothing physically wrong with me. I, um, anyway, so I've been to all these doctors and I keep hearing my heartbeat in my right ear. Mm. And at first I thought, so I'm a very logical person and I work in the medical field. So I'm thinking, well, what happened was my blood pressure was too high and I probably thinned part of the lining in my ear where you can hear the blood flow. Mm. No, nope, when I went to the ENT, they checked that and that's not what's going on. So, so what do you think it is? So I think it's spirits reminding me of to listen, to listen yeah. to what is happening. Yeah. So 
there was this test I had to take to become certified to do x-rays. And as they were giving, I wasn't really paying attention when we were in class. I was kind of, I didn't want to be there. Like my boss had paid for the class. I didn't want to do it. So as this class was happening, it was the last class. My ear is going crazy. I couldn't even Mm. focus. It was hurting so badly. So finally I said, I get it. I will pay attention if you just stop making this this uh, pressure in my ear. <laughs> it went away. So I paid attention and I took down notes from that class, like everything. And the next day was the test and it was all on that one class. Wow. This entire exam, which was crazy. So then um, I kept paying attention to this ear, ear thing going on. And it was just so interesting to me how... I guess spirit doesn't need to be as um, direct anymore because I understand like more subtle things now. And I haven't had the ear thing happen in a really, in about about six months, maybe seven months. But it's very interesting how if you don't listen, they're going to come through in a very distinct way where you can't ignore them. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is kind of awesome actually. I mean, even though it can be like scary or painful, it's kind of awesome to realize, um, they will get through to you one way or another. Like you, you will get the message, even if it has to be very, very, very loud. So it's up to you. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, when I say that, I don't mean to scare anybody because I remember hearing that from other people and being like, Oh my God. But as you're going through it, when you're going through more subtle things, like let's see dragonflies, right? Everybody sees dragonflies all the time. Well, there are different messages or something that you wouldn't really pay attention to. They're different messages for you. Nothing happens by accident, in my opinion. Yeah. But when you don't pay attention to these things, it will come more in your face and more direct so that you're forced to pay attention to it. But it is for your highest good. And it is for your highest excitement. Even just like how you, I mean, it could be good things too. Like how, yeah. like how you, you know, even through our connection, how that eventually led you or I don't mean to say that like I led you to but I'm saying just us connecting it seemed like it unfolded this series of events which eventually led you to start doing readings again you know no yeah I would definitely say you led me to do that because like when I gave you that reading I was just thinking about this when I gave you that reading it was the first reading I had done in like a year and really yes oh my gosh I didn't know that so nervous about it and I was so like oh my god because I had all of these people in my head telling me like you're making it up you're not good this is um you're lying to people you're giving people misinformation blah 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 and it was like oh my gosh maybe I am making this up and some of those people had good intentions like my mother you know she has good intentions yeah but she also is worried about what other people think yes you know so so it's go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. So it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what their intentions are. The message is the same where you can't do it. You're not good enough. It's all in your head, X, Y, and Z. But when I gave you that reading and you were so open that you were like, oh my gosh, I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is why I like doing this. Yeah. You know, that reading was like in changed my life, like literally because you told me or like you hit me up out of the blue and we're like, I, I feel like I'm supposed to give you a reading. And I was like, okay. And I was like kind of nervous because I was like, what is, is this bad? I don't know, but I wanted, <laughs> but I wanted it. Like I wanted to hear it. And then you gave me the reading and it was like every, it was like every single thing that I was going through. You were like, so this, this, this. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it really made me realize for the first time, like I'm not alone. Like, I am never alone. There are so many spirits and entities and all kinds of things that are literally around me all the time. Because there were even things like you were telling me, they, you were telling me that my guides, you know, were were giving me advice. And I was like, okay, well, I, I want to be able to hear them and I can't. And you, you were like, well, they want to know how you want them to talk to you. And I was like, I don't know. And then you go, do you want them to talk to you when you sit on the bench at the park? And literally that day I had been sitting on this bench in the park next to my place, literally pondering, like, I need guidance. Like I was like thinking that and it just floored me. I was like, what? Like, 
like they're they're <laughs> there like they're there you know people yeah. they're around all the time and you know just getting that reading from you it like calmed me in so many ways and answered so many questions and 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 that's what led me to just talk about you to everyone because I was like anyone who t- came to me whether it was for EFT or just um you know, who I was talking to who was going through something who that's a lot of people, I would literally be like, oh my gosh, listen to this. And it was crazy because even some people who I didn't think would be into it were like, give me her number, like connect me to her, like let's do this yeah. because it really, I think because I was so lit up by it, it was like infectious to other people and other people were like, okay, I want to feel like that too. And, um, you know, you've, you've, you've done that. Like you've, you've helped so many people just get so clear. And so if, so since we're, we're going to wrap this up here, um, if anybody it wants a reading from Ambi, you can email innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or you can c- contact her directly, Ambrosia Matthews on Facebook. Sorry, Ambi, I'm plugging for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you know, she does really, really amazing readings. Um, and um, and yeah, they, they absolutely do it if you're listening to this and this interests you. Um, and then if you yeah. want to, if you want to connect to a different, you know, like a different psychic or a different medium, then that's fine too. A lot of people are very skeptical. They're very worried. Like, is this person a real medium or yeah. is this person really, I would suggest following them on, if they have some kind of social media, follow them for a little bit and see if you resonate with them. Because even if what they're saying doesn't make sense to you at the time, it might make sense to you later. And mm-hmm. even if let's say they really I believe that everybody can do this. I really do. Mm-hmm. Because some of the things, there's absolutely no way that I would know about. Yeah. So anyway, but if you resonate with somebody, then it doesn't matter. I feel like that message is supposed to be your message. So yeah, it doesn't have to be me. But if it is me, yay. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of people that do this. And I think certain people are attracted to certain people, you know, for this. But I mean, that being said, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're getting some sort of good feeling out of it, then you probably are attracted here for a specific reason. And I'm sure Ambie is someone that would uh, resonate with you doing this reading. So um, so yeah, anything else, Ambie? Um, no, I feel that's all I have. Yeah. Love that story. Love, love, love these, these intro episodes. And, um, again, if you're listening to this and, and it's resonating with you or you have questions or you want to share your story, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, It'd be so fun to hear from someone. Yes. So, so looking forward to hearing from you and really, really excited to get, get these episodes, uh, out. So until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. I'm feeling good as you.